SOS Radio On Demand. It changed my heart. On Demand. It changes your life. Thanks for downloading Scott Harold's podcast. Is it me, or does sometimes it feel like you actually need a manual to think about how to genuinely be human? Like, the love, the grace, the kindness, like, the yeah. accountability. It's like, oh, it all mixed together. I think as Jesus followers, there's a tension that we sort of live through. And we're talking with our friend Carlos Whitaker on SWS Radio. How are you? I am so good. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It's funny. We live through this polarizing season after season after season. And I thought seasons were supposed to change. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You know, I think the season changed. I like to remind everyone that this was all our first pandemic. Like this was, we're we're rookies. We we were all rookies at this. We were all doing this for the first time ever to give each other a little bit of grace as we're kind of coming out the back end. But, you know, I tell you that if there's one thing that I've realized as I've been traveling and speaking, you know, throughout the last two years, it's been that people are desperate to stop hating each other. People are desperate to find some semblance of balance again in how to human. I use human as a verb in this context. And how is it we're supposed to do this, especially as Christ followers? And the beautiful thing for us is we have a beautiful example in Jesus that was, you know, there's a lot of books written on his divinity, and obviously we need those. But I couldn't find a lot of things written about his humanity. And so I started to just study who he was as a human. And You know, I came to the realization that you can be a Christ follower. You can be not a Christ follower. You can think that he's just a historical figure. He was still the greatest human to walk the face of the earth. So why not take our cue from him? Well, and then you think about the whole idea of what we're striving for as humans. I mean, for a lot of us, you know, you think about, okay, you graduate from high school. You're going to go into a job. You can do some sort of training and go to college. Then you think about getting married, falling in love, starting a family, having a pet, and then it's right. like career aspirations. And you're like, wait, that didn't seem to be any of the things Jesus was really focused on when he was 33 right. years old. Yeah, you know, it's it's true. Gosh, I think, you know, obviously the older anybody gets, the more you realize how finite of an opportunity and how finite life is and how quick it goes by. And yes, Jesus at 33, right? Like you look at him and it's like, no, like he was living as a human so focused. And what what ends up happening when we do that is we end up leaving this lasting legacy that's way more than like a nameplate on our desk or, you know, as I won the yard of the month this month in my neighborhood because I got all my blow ups up. Like all those things are fine. You know, all and, and of course, I feel proud, yo. Like I'm like, yeah, yard of the month. But guess what? Like the lasting legacy as a human I'm gonna leave is how I displayed the fruit of the spirit, right? Every day. So love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness gentleness, self-control. That is our litmus test as humans. Like that is it. It's like, it's like we don't, there's nothing else that we should be trying to attain than those fruit. I get confused with some of the theology when I see my neighbor's yards with Darth Vader and Yoda and then Jesus <laughs> and Rudolph, like all in the same nativity. I'm like, wait, how did the dinosaurs get in there? Uh, that's right. Yeah, that is right. That is right. That's right. We, hey, listen, what I like to say around these parts is we don't stand on issues. We walk with people. Listen, Scott, this is what you got to do when you see your neighbor's nativity with Darth Vader. Just walk with them. Don't stand on that issue. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know what's cool is like Jesus always pointed back to the kingdom of heaven. And I think what's kind of weird is humans, we just think about the world that we live in our present reality. And then we think, okay, that kingdom of heaven must be someday when I die. This right. is what things might look like. 
But he's talking about like on earth as it is in heaven and building God's kingdom now. We don't need to wait for that. We can like live in that abundance. Yes, we can. We can live life to the full. John 10, 10. Literally, I think a lot of people think that verse, which says, you know, a thief comes only to steal, kill and destroy. I've come that they may have life and have it to the full. I think we automatically sometimes start believing that life to the full means when we die. Life to the full means when we get to heaven. And actually, it means it has nothing to do with heaven. It has everything to do with abundance now. And we can actually, you know, access the kingdom of God here on earth as it is in heaven. That If that's not the greatest news that somebody can hear today, that you have the full access to that, to the supernatural, miraculous power of God, you don't have to wait till heaven to, to chase after that. No, like you can have that here. Oh, we're talking with Carlos Whitaker today at SWS Radio. We're talking about what it means to be human. And you know, our mutual friend Max Lucado wrote a book a few years ago called You're Never Alone. And he talked about the whole epidemic of loneliness. And he was talking about how the Lord's near and we're not alone, even though I know during the Christmas season, a lot of times you feel like that. Maybe someone's not there in your family who was in years past. Or you know, there's been some brokenness this last year that just changed your family dynamic in some ways. But you know, when we talk about living life to the fullest, we can know that Jesus and his Holy Spirit walk with us through all these rough situations. Yes, yes, we are never alone. So even if you if you feel alone, which listen, that is a normal human feeling, right? Like like if you're not surrounded by people that, you know, you love or care about you, there are people that are listening to this radio program right now that are experiencing loneliness in the physical, but here's the beautiful thing. Our help is in the natural our hope is in the supernatural. You want to find the cure for loneliness. You may be able to find a little help about that in the natural and the things that are around you, but your hope in overcoming that is in the supernatural. And that's where you find Holy Spirit. That's where you find conversational intimacy with Jesus. And like you have access to as cheesy as Sunday school answers. It sounds like you have access to a best friend with you all the time. So we ain't got no reason to feel lonely because we are surrounded by him. Yeah, and we also have the great reconciler working on our behalf. And I think that's the part we think about. I think that's the part we miss sometimes when we think about, like, okay, as Christians, we've got this tension about, like, okay, what the Bible says about certain social issues, right? And sure. the Bible's clear on this, but at the same time, I want to love people. and I want to share grace and not be judgmental, but at the same time, we're held accountable. And, you know, God's Holy Spirit is going to be the reconciler on all of that. It that, doesn't that... always have to be you and me if we're following him. I mean, gosh, bro, you are, you're preaching right out of my next book. I tell people all the time that it is our job as Christians to radically be the fruit of the Spirit to those around us, to love people fiercely. And it is the role of Holy Spirit, the reconciler. It literally says in Scripture that the role of Holy Spirit is to convict. It is not our job to convict. And so if we chase after people, uh, that, that may be you know walking far apart from God. The goal isn't to convict them. Like that is not our role. Like our role is to love them and to bring their hearts near to Jesus and trust the Holy Spirit enough that he's going to do his role. When we start taking on the role of Holy Spirit, that's when the wheels fall off. That's when you start seeing a lot of people leaving the church, a lot of people leaving faith because Christians are wounding them. Well, that's because I feel like a lot of Christians are trying to be Holy Spirit. Let Holy (laughs) Spirit be Holy Spirit and let us be the hands and feet of Jesus. I think about all the things that have happened over the last couple of years and people who aren't going to church as much as they used to that were plugged in before and churches are going, why do people leave? What's changed? And on one hand, you go, did people really leave the church or did the Holy Spirit leave the church? And COVID and everything just accelerated it. We missed it. Yeah, this is, 
I believe the church's greatest hour. I believe that this right now, this here is the church's greatest hour where the church can show the community. And you know what? Maybe the Lord shook it up for a reason. Maybe he shook up like our comfortable Christianity, Sunday morning, 30 minute sermons for, so that the church can be like, okay, wait a second. Maybe we have to be his hands and feet even more specifically than, the, than we have been. And so, yeah, the church got shaken up. There's probably people listening to this radio interview right now that haven't been to church in a year. And listen, no shame on you, but here's the beautiful thing. Like you, if you're a follower of Christ, the church wasn't man's idea. The church was Jesus's idea. Like Jesus left the church, like he left the church. And so we, your church experience could look different, right? Maybe it's, it's in a home with 10 people that very well can be the church. It may not look the same as it did before, but we are still called to be and to love his bride. And, and that, that is who we are. And so, yeah, that, you know, that's my call to uh, the church, you know, people that are in church and people that are out of church. We're talking about how to human, and we're talking with Carlos Whitaker today at SWS Radio. And you know, Matthew is one of the gospel writers. And, you know, he recorded Jesus saying, "You're the light of the world, like a town built on a hill can't be hidden." And neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl, but instead you put it up like on a stand, so it gives light to everyone in the house. And in the same way, let your light shine before others, so they'll see your good deeds and. They won't glorify you, but they're going to glorify your Father in heaven. And I think that's what's so cool about all this is when we're growing in Jesus and we're connected to him, he starts to grow that spiritual fruit in our life. And then people go, hmm, you got a lot more joy, Carlos, than I remember. They're, you, they're, God's doing something in you. Something's happening in you where I notice you know, you have more self-control than you used to, or you're, you're a lot more gentle than a lot of these other guys that, that we hang out with. Yeah, you know, I... On my in my Instagram platform, out of the you know two hundred fifty thousand people that are hanging out every day, I'd say thirty percent of those people are not Jesus followers. I'd say seventy percent are. And what I get from them constantly is, you know, like we don't we may not believe in your God, we may not believe in Jesus, all these things, but we follow you because you're so filled with love, you're so filled with joy, and. I tell people all the time, you know, and I don't some some famous theologian said this at some point, you may know who it is, but preach the gospel always, but if necessary, use words. And so like, I am literally trying to preach the gospel with my actions on a daily basis. What does that do? It brings people close to where once they're in close, they know that I am like a Jesus following blood of the cross, power of the resurrection, Holy Spirit filled dude. And so they start asking questions like, okay, so like, you talk about praying the promise. Like, what does that mean? I don't have a Bible. And then I can start talking to them. But you know what brought them close to me was loving them fiercely. What, what didn't bring them close to me was me pointing my finger at them saying, hey, listen, you need to work on this sin. That's not what brought them close to me. What brought them close to me was ferociously, fiercely loving them to the point where they, they were so attracted to that, that they're up close. And then they start to get the essence of who Jesus is. So, Carlos, you just wrote a new book called How to Human, Three Ways to Share Life Beyond What Distracts and Divides and Disconnects Us. Which one of those three has been the biggest tension for you personally? Those three words, distracts, divides, and disconnects, is like, I think, uh, exactly the three words that describes the last few years for us around the world. I think for me, distracts. I think that as a Jesus follower, especially in 2020, I got distracted. And we can, we can allow things outside the realm of the gospel to distract us. Very important things, be it. Okay, so I'm not saying that politics or you know racial injustice or all the things that we were seeing happening are not important. But what I found is that I became distracted by gazing at those things as opposed to gazing at God. As, you know, and so what I say all the time is gaze at God and glance at life. 
don't gaze at life and glance at God. And so that's how we find ourselves sometimes distracted is, is, you know, just take a look at like, how much time are you spending listening to podcasts with your favorite pundit, as opposed to like studying the power of the Holy Spirit. And when you start to see the imbalance, you realize maybe I've been distracted. So for me, I have to constantly work on not being distracted and keeping my gaze at God and glance at life. Yeah, and for me, a lot of times it's just turning on some songs and listening to the words. I mean, it's yeah. just like worship music. It changes your focus from being about me and what I want and consumption and my drive and my ego. It humbles you and goes, wait, this, ain't, yeah. but th- this isn't about you. It was never about you. It never has been about us. And But here's the thing. It is about those around us, and that is why Jesus came. That is why Jesus came in human form, and that is why he walked around on his two feet at three miles an hour to show people what true love looks like. And so, you know, I ask people all the time, you know, when it comes to being distracted, disconnected or divided, half the reason why we're so distracted is we're moving too fast. You know, I I like to call it God speed. Like how fast did Jesus ministry move in? It moved at three miles an hour. That is how fast Jesus walked everywhere from town to town. Jesus moved and his ministry was three miles an hour. Take a look at your life. Take a look at your ministry. How fast is it moving? I guarantee you it's not moving three miles an hour. It's probably moving 300 miles an hour. So maybe the key to not being so distracted is to slow the pace back down to God's speed and let your words maybe slow down like me. Even people listening to me talk right now are like, get to the end of the sentence. I've got <laughs> stuff to do, right? Because like, we've got one, everything to go so fast. But when we slow down, maybe that's the key to not being so distracted. Thanks for downloading the SOS Radio Podcast. If you enjoy the discussion and want to help the podcast grow, you can make a $10 donation through sosradio.net or inside the SOS Radio app. Thanks for your generosity. It helps us experiment with new things and keep the discussions fresh.